In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Happy Father's Day weekend to all you dads out there. We're going to bring you some of the most important health stories of the week in an interesting and digestible form. 877-726-8255 if you want to get into the conversation. Uh, we're doing a special for dads today. If uh, you've got a dad question, if uh, you're a dad or if you're concerned about a dad, call us at 877-726-8255. Air your concerns or share your opinions. We've got lots to talk about uh, today. Uh, among the stories we're going to tackle, is there a link between osteoarthritis and Parkinson's disease? Also, if you're genetically at risk for Alzheimer's disease, yes, there are genes which predispose us to cognitive decline. Can you run away from Alzheimer's? Is exercise a viable option, even for those genetically pre-exposed. And uh, a new study suggests that beer, yeah, beer, may provide an essential ingredient that can protect us from liver disease. I thought <laughs> beer was bad for your liver. 877-726-8255, our number. And um, I want to share with you that... Uh, we're doing something special for our Intelligent Medicine listeners. Supplement savings are coming to my online full script dispensary this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, June 22nd and 23rd, so you can kick off your summer self-care routine with my summer supplement sale and get 10% off and free shipping on your favorite supplements. That's June 22nd and 23rd. Go to drhoffmanstore.com to create your free full script account today. That's an online dispensary. And it beats the heck out of uh, Amazon because uh, Amazon doesn't properly vet for the quality of the products that are there. Full script is a uh, very, very responsible dispenser of physician quality supplements. And in fact, uh, in an act of craven cowardice, uh, Amazon recently suspended their sales of and acetylcysteine, NAC. But Fullscript 
hasn't buckled under to the powers that be. You can find knack there. I just checked. Is something that um, a little bit like toilet paper was at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> Lots of people stockpiling it uh, against the eventuality that may ultimately be taken off the market. But Fullscript is fighting back and uh, is not uh, buckling down. So you can get top quality supplements. Go to drhoffmanstore.com and take advantage of the special on June 22nd and 23rd. Okay, uh, the Olympics coming up. And uh, it's a controversial Olympics because uh, they didn't even want to have it at all. The Japanese were not too fond about an influx of uh, foreigners uh, because, um, surprisingly, a very small percentage of Japanese relative to the rest of the world have been vaccinated. And uh, while uh, it's an island and they've sort of pulled up the moats to people coming into Japan, they're still concerned about the possibility of a surge. And uh, nonetheless, the Olympics are going on. It's not going to be that much fun for participants because they're going to be locked down and quarantined and they can just go to their events and spectators are limited. But uh, in the news, can eating a tainted burrito cause an athlete to be banned from the Olympics? And, you know, it sounds like a lame excuse. You know, you test positive for a prohibited substance, uh, some sort of steroid that's designed to enhance your uh, performance, build your muscle, and you say, oh, no, 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 I wasn't, uh, I wasn't juicing uh, with uh, banned substances. Uh, I just uh, inadvertently ate a, a bad burrito. It sounds kind of lame, right? Like the dog ate my homework. But um, there's a story about this here in the Wall Street Journal. An Olympian, a failed drug test, and an accused burrito. Runner Shelby Houlihan said a contaminated pork burrito caused a false positive urine test. Her lawyer now acknowledges she isn't even sure what she ate. Uh, she's actually one of the U.S.'s top middle-distance runners. Uh, and I say a picture of her here, and <laughs> she looks pretty muscular. She looks like <laughs> she might be taking drugs to achieve that uh, incredible physique. But, yeah, training can do that. Uh, she was going to be a top contender to qualify for the Tokyo Games in the 1,500 and 5,000 meters. And uh, she says, quote, I have never taken any performance-enhancing substances. The most likely explanation was a burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before that drug test from an authentic Mexican food truck near my house in Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, they say here that eating pork that may be laced with growth hormones uh, can lead to a false positive test for a steroid called nandrolone. And um, yeah, this is not without precedent uh, because the bad meat defense is a well-worn one in sports. Uh, cyclist Alberto Contador, if you follow the Tour de France, he's a perennial favorite. Uh, he um, was given a two-year ban, costing him the 2010 Tour de France title. Uh, he said that he had consumed a tainted steak. And we know that uh, the Tour de France is rife with cheating. You know, after In the aftermath of the Lance Armstrong uh, revelations. And um, there's something called the uh, WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, uh, which uh, establishes standards for this. Uh, 
there was the case of uh, Brenda Martinez, an 800-meter runner who qualified for the Olympic trials, who escaped a multi-year ban only after proving her failed drug test came from the legal antidepressant she was taking. The antidepressants were legal, but the medication was contaminated with a banned diuretic. So you got to be careful what medications you take. And uh, American long jumper Jerrion Lawson uh, was disqualified, but on appeal, uh, his uh, ban was rescinded after he showed that a beef bowl at a restaurant caused his failed test. So what's the deal here? I mean, can you actually get banned steroids from eating tainted meat in a restaurant? And the answer is yeah, because um, there's um, a global supply chain for everything from meat to medication. And sometimes the standards in foreign countries are not as stringent as they are in the U.S. Europe is very, very careful about these things. But um, with shipments coming in from all over the world, you don't know what you're getting. And um, they also say that the technology for testing has gotten more and more precise, allowing for detection of much smaller amounts of substances than before. And it's kind of like a space race between the cheaters and the testers. The testers gotten better and better, but at the expense of turning up some potentially false positives. Well, we'll have to see how this uh, saga plays out. But uh, the implications for us who are not uh, Olympians is that we'd better be careful about what we eat because especially processed meat, sometimes cheeses, sometimes dairy products contain uh, unwanted amounts of uh, growth hormones and additives that could put us at risk. I mean, these are growth hormones for muscles. They can be growth hormones for cancer cells that reside in our body and can be like uh, gasoline to the flame for proliferation and growth of dangerous tumors. That, in part, may be the explanation for why we're seeing soaring rates of certain hormonal cancers, prostate cancer, breast cancer, uterine cancer. Uh, these may be uh, driven by what are called uh, xenoestrogens, foreign uh, estrogens. In the past, uh, DES-tainted meat was associated with um, premature puberty in young girls in a very celebrated case in uh, Puerto Rico where DES was being used to fatten up cattle. Uh, kids who consumed the meat, some of the girls were going into puberty at you know, six, seven, eight years old, developing breasts, having periods because of outside hormones. 877-726-8255, our number. A very happy Father's Day weekend to you, and we'll be back with more of your questions. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. 
It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. If you're suffering from diarrhea caused by IBS and it's preventing you from doing the things you'd normally enjoy, check out Banatrol from Medtrition. Banatrol stops diarrhea without causing constipation and is safe to take every day. The all-natural formula contains only two ingredients, a proprietary blend of dehydrated banana flakes paired with a clinically proven GOS fiber. You can try Banatrol risk-free for 30 days by going to trybanatrol.com, trybanatrol.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255. Our number, by the way, Happy Father's Day. And uh, that number, 877-726-8255, available to you 24-7, 365. And you can record a question as to this individual. Let's hear it. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. I'm an 86-year-old man who has been running five miles every other day since I was 20 years old. I am now experiencing blood in my urine after every run. I would like to know what the cause is. My urine is clear when I do not run, and there's no problem. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, you know, kudos to you because uh, that is quite an accomplishment, uh, maintaining a running career over what 68 years or 66 years that's that's very very impressive and and it suggests that there's hope for me because uh, at 68 years of age I continue to run uh but um when I hear inspiring stories from individuals like you I know that uh, my days are not numbered so um you know 5 miles that's a considerable run uh, I did a four-mile run this morning, and uh, it was okay, but I was kind of gassed. So uh, you are, you know, I am in awe of you. Uh, okay, so what uh, you're experiencing uh, may be what's referred to as runner's hematuria. Uh, runner's hematuria uh, means that, uh, you know, when you're not running, uh, urine's clear, uh, but when you're running, uh, you experience some blood in the urine. And this actually happened to me around uh, 20 years ago. It never happened subsequently, fortunately. But uh, I was taking a run. It was a very hot day. Uh, I was a little dehydrated. It was a long run. Uh, and then I, uh, at the end of the run, uh, I went to the bathroom. And uh, what came out of me was just shocked me. It was like, um, it wasn't like bright red, but it was kind of Coca-Cola colored. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, what is this? And um, then I looked it up. Uh, it's a phenomenon that occurs because of the bouncing uh, that uh, occurs when you run. And there may be small injuries to the lining of the bladder or the, or the uh, ureters, which cause a small amount of blood to collect in the urine. It doesn't take much blood uh, to taint the color of your urine. Uh, however... Uh, the concern is that uh, this may not be benign runner's hematuria. Uh, this may be a sign of, you know, potentially a bladder tumor or a kidney tumor. Uh, you should get a workup whenever there's blood in your urine as a male. The females, you know, less, a little bit less of a alarm. Um, 
because, uh, you know, sometimes there's a bit of a you know, urinary tract infection that's causing that. But uh, with men, uh, you really need to check uh, immediately, uh, get a workup, which may include uh, some imaging, uh, sometimes uh, a cystoscopy to look up into the bladder and see if there's tumors on the bladder wall. Uh, it's worth getting checked out because it may be a sign that there is something that uh, under stress can start to bleed, and that may be the beginning of something dangerous. Uh, it could also be, uh, you know, a small painless uh, crystal in one of your kidneys or in a ureter that may cause some abrasion, and when jarred loose, uh, it can cause some bleeding. So, and, and it could also, you know, be a sign of a urinary tract infection, although less likely since you're not complaining of symptoms and you're not having the bleeding that's occurring uh, when you're... Um, when you're at rest. So uh, chances are this is benign. Uh, I will point out, however, that um, runner's hematuria uh, may be so subtle that you don't really notice it, uh, but some runners uh, drop in their blood counts. They become anemic because of the very, very slow seepage of blood that may occur after repetitive running. So another test that uh, I might do, if you're a patient of mine, is I might do like a regular blood count. See if um, you have a low blood count or also check your iron to see if you're coming iron deficient from blood loss. Uh, that might be the uh, approach. But nonetheless, you know, see your doctor. If you want to go directly to a urologist who can do the workup, that's the appropriate doctor to check it out with. But uh, you're probably going to get the same reassurances that um, I'm giving you here uh, on the show when you go to a doctor that this is likely to be a benign condition and a very, very well-known condition, runner's hematuria. Google it. Check it out. And congratulations to you on your very, very uh, long athletic career. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can potentially run away from Alzheimer's when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com in addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. 
And if your doctor isn't talking to you about clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hompton with you. A very happy Father's Day weekend, 877-726-8255, our number. You can call in uh, for yourself if you're dad. We're running special today on Father's Day, or you can call in on behalf of your dad. We don't care. Either way. Let's talk to Stuart from Philadelphia. How you doing? Hello, Dr. Hoffman. I'd appreciate your uh, comments. What would a CRPC reactive protein of 0.79 be? I do have, um, you know, some IBSD, and would that is that above average for inflammation of 0.79? No, that is actually quite good. You know, because as you age, it tends to go up, and anything less than uh, a point, anything less than 1.0 is considered pretty good. So 0.79. Uh, is well within the safe range of inflammation. Um, now, uh, you have irritable bowel syndrome with more urgency. Yeah, the diarrhea. It may yeah. even be, it might be a microscopic colitis or some mm-hmm. inflammation there. So yeah, fortunately, I, I it's not been... really showing up in your blood test. It's just localized to your intestinal tract. But, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about your IBSD. Uh, you played around with your diet to see if you can get rid of it? Yeah, I tried to be like a, somewhat of a modified specific carbohydrate diet. Mm-hmm. I also had the SIBO test, which was negative for, you know, any type of yeah. um, bacteria. So the, lo- the, lo- the low FODMAP diet didn't help you? Not too much, no. Okay. So uh, you gave me a perfect cue for a commercial that I'm going to read. All right, so listen up. If you suffer from diarrhea caused by irritable bowel syndrome or IBSD or any other types of digestive issues, like uh, this caller from Philadelphia, Stuart, um, check out Banatrol from Medtrition. This is one of our new sponsors, and it turns out it's the number one natural anti-diarrheal. It's called Banatrol. Stops diarrhea without causing constipation. It's safe to take every day, and unlike over-the-counter and prescription medications, you know, like Pepto-Bismol or things like that. These cause constipation and disrupt digestive health. Banatrol takes a nutritional approach. It's the all-natural formula that contains only two ingredients, a proprietary blend of dehydrated banana flakes paired with a clinically proven GOS prebiotic fiber. After prescribing Banatrol Plus to some of my patients with IBS associated with GI urgency and diarrhea, Several have pronounced it a godsend. We really got some amazing emails from people who thanked me for telling them about it. You can try Banatrol risk-free for 30 days by going to trybanatrol.com. And if for any reason it doesn't work, you'll receive a 100% refund of the purchase price. That's T-R-Y-B-A-N-A-T-R-O-L, banatrol.com. Check it out. All right. Um... We have another caller, Richard from New York City. How you doing? Hi, doctor. Thank you so much. Uh, I have a uh, an 82-year-old friend, 
So I met him about 14 years ago, which means he was around 68. And what I've always noticed with him is in our conversations, tremendous amount of repetition in what he says. And I just have let it go all these years. But now what I've noticed the last several weeks, he seems to really be suffering from short-term memory. For instance, I could talk to him about uh, uh, who uh, won the last playoff game. And then right afterwards, he'll say to me, uh, who won the last playoff game? You know, that <laughs> yeah. type of thing. And, yeah. and he is he's totally aware of it. He's concerned. I'm concerned. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, clearly he may be at risk for cognitive decline. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he needs an evaluation. Uh, there are what are called uh, neuropsychologists, people who do that kind of evaluation. They'll administer tests, uh, you know, simple tests that can be done in the office. Uh, then there can be a medical workup. Now there's uh, neuroimaging that can give you the heads up on uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, but um, the problem is, is that it's still hard to diagnose Alzheimer's and distinguish it from other types of cognitive decline that may, for example, be due to poor circulation of the brain. You know, Alzheimer's is more about accumulation of plaque. Uh, they're coming up with an Alzheimer's blood test. It's uh, kind of a complicated um, uh, grouping of a variety of tests. They put those together and use uh, computer analysis or artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to put together a pattern that might suggest that uh, Alzheimer's is developing. That test not uh, generally commercially available, but it will be probably within a few years. So, I mean, yes, there are ways to ascertain this. So then what do you do? Um, I'm about to share uh, a feature with you about the benefits of exercise. Yeah, that can help to stave off cognitive decline. In terms of uh, supplements, we like uh, things like coenzyme Q10. Uh, ginkgo biloba can be beneficial for the kind of uh, cognitive decline associated with poor circulation. Uh, pycnogenol DHA from fish oil is helpful. Uh, I like uh, nicotinamide riboside. Sometimes PQQ can be helpful. I mean, it's kind of a complicated uh, protocol that we might use, and we try to customize it to the type of cognitive decline. Is it circulatory? Is it Alzheimer's? Is it, um, for example, a variant on Parkinson's disease called Lewy body dementia, where it's not just movement associated, but it may be associated with uh, thought uh, and uh, uh, mental performance. So, um, you know, it, there, there's also, uh, something called the Bredesen pr uh, protocol. You can buy his book. And what he says is that, um, there's, uh, many different subtypes of cognitive decline. You could not have to figure out, you know, what's your subtype of cognitive decline. Is it going to respond to hormones? Is it going to respond to high-dose vitamins? Is it going to respond to uh, dietary changes? Is it related to the microbiome? It gets complicated uh, when we functional medicine doctors deal with cognitive decline. It's not just a quick fix thing. You know, we see advertisements on TV, this or that or the other thing is going to enhance your mental performance. Well, it might. But then again, it might miss the mark because it's not targeted to your particular type of cognitive decline. But we have many patients who are successfully staving off further cognitive decline and actually improving cognitively when we, uh, when we pro properly target 
their issues. So there you have it. And thanks uh, for speaking up for your friend on this Father's Day weekend. That's the rest of you. Uh, all right. Can you run away from Alzheimer's? According to this uh, study, study conducted on older adults with familial and genetic risk for Alzheimer's disease. Okay, well, there's some people who have, for example, the APOE4 gene. Uh, one hit puts you slightly at higher risk for Alzheimer's disease. Two hits, very much higher risk for Alzheimer's disease. So that can give you the heads up on susceptibility. Um, it turns out that... Uh, Aerobic exercise training increases gray and white matter volume, enhances blood flow, and improves memory function. How does it do that? Uh, researchers measured several brain markers, including something called cathepsin B and also brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. It's alphabet souk when it comes to these, these um, substances. And they say... Uh, that uh, in exercising subjects, levels of these brain-protective substances were much higher. So uh, there you have it. Uh, the research supports the beneficial effects of exercise training on brain function and brain health in asymptomatic individuals, even when they're at high risk of Alzheimer's disease. It's a pretty cool study. Um there's some other studies that I wanted to share with you on uh, cognitive decline. And uh, one of them uh, suggests that it's ultra important for kids to exercise. They say that people who are physically active during childhood have higher cognitive function in later life. So that bodes poorly for the COVID-19 generation because they were under lockdown and a lot of them were deprived of physical activity because they didn't go to school and they had to stay home. Uh, they say that people who are physically active during childhood up to 12 years of age have higher cognitive functions later in life. Um, they also uh, attribute this to the fact that during childhood, the formation of the brain's network is susceptible to environmental and experience-related factors. So this is a formative period for brain development. And exercise during this period, optimizes brain network development and is linked to the maintenance and promotion of cognitive function later in life. So uh, this study performed at Kobe University in Japan um, suggests that um, uh, the brain networks of people who exercise during childhood uh, were enhanced. And so exercise at both extremes of life can be ultra important in terms of um, in terms of cognitive. And um, I have a study here uh, that suggests that uh, air pollution exposure may also have an impact on cognitive ability. Why is that? Uh, air pollution creates inflammation in the body specifically in the lungs, but also that information can travel to the brain and uh, can set off the cascade of inflammatory events uh, that create neuroinflammation. Neuroinflammation, high risk for neurodegenerative diseases, 
like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. So, you know, we need a preventive approach to Alzheimer's disease because this brand new drug, Aduhelm, that's been approved for Alzheimer's disease with great fanfare, it's a breakthrough, it's a game changer, uh, very high risk of side effects, brain swelling, uh, requires frequent monitoring to make sure it's not getting out of control. Uh, and it is a plaque buster, but it's enti not entirely sure. And in fact, the uh, approval created a firestorm of protest by many scientists and researchers saying the drug was approved prematurely. So a drug approach, yeah, we're looking for that magic pill, magic bullet against Alzheimer's. Folks, this ain't it. It requires a combined approach of lifestyle, diet, and perhaps uh, innovative pharmaceutical uh, breakthroughs that um, are yet to be accomplished. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Kyolic's Age Garlic Extract research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Kyolic Reserve also works well with statins to enhance cardiac protection. It's no surprise that Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C dot com. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, and a happy Father's Day to you. Um, here's another thing that uh, air pollution can do. It can make you fat. This according to a study at the University of Colorado at Boulder. And in particular, women exposed to higher levels of air pollution during pregnancy have babies who grow unusually fast in the first months after birth. And putting on excess fat that puts them at risk for obesity and related diseases later on in life. Okay, they say 
that high rates of obesity among certain groups in our society are not simply a byproduct of personal choices like exercise and calories in, calories out. It's much more complicated than that. So the model here is looking at pregnant women who smoke. Smoking is deliberately induced air pollution. And it turns out that pregnant women who smoke or are chronically exposed to air pollution tend to have smaller birth weight babies. So you think, okay, well, the babies are smaller, so that's good. They're, they're going to be small. No, it turns out that babies that are small at birth are actually at higher risk of becoming obese later in life. Why is that? Because in the first year of life, they race to catch up. It's almost like they're starving in utero because the pollutants from smoke and ambient air pollution tend to reduce the blood supply and hence the food supply to the fetus. So they may have growth retardation in utero, but then they struggle to gain weight and do so unusually fast. And accelerated weight gain in early life has been linked to diabetes, heart disease, and weight problems in childhood and adolescence. So um, they say, we found the greater exposure to prenatal ambient air pollution was associated with greater changes in weight and adiposity or body fatness in the first six months of life. Um, so researchers recommend pregnant women take extra precautions to minimize their exposure to air pollution by closing windows on high ozone days. Closing windows? Not exercising outdoors? Okay, that's also not great because sitting around when you're pregnant... That also puts kids in higher risk for obesity. Um, and steering clear of activities along busy roadways. Okay, so if you're pregnant, don't jog, you know, on the highway. <laughs> uh, but a better idea, and this is actually something that uh, I was told by my parents, is when my mom got pregnant, my dad uh, lived in New York, and he was doing business in New York City. He had an apartment on West End Avenue. And when she got pregnant, uh, he shipped her out to the country. Uh, a lot of her pregnancy was during the hottest part of the summer months. There wasn't any air conditioning. So he said, you're going to a farm where they can feed you great food. And they actually had those. Uh, farmers made an extra income running uh, little operations for pregnant women to feed them healthy farm food. In those days it was healthy. It was, you know, it was organic. It was the pre-pesticide era, 1950. And, um, so um, so I may have been uh, exempt from that uh, obesogenic factor. All right. Um, is there a link between osteoarthritis and Parkinson's disease? According to a study, there is. The risk among patients with osteoarthritis was 41% higher for Parkinson's disease compared with controls. So what do they have in common? Osteoarthritis joint pain, knee pain, hip pain, etc., shoulder pain. It's now recognized that inflammation plays a major role in the development of osteoarthritis. But neuroinflammation, inflammation in the brain, is characteristic of Parkinson's disease. Uh, and what they found is that uh, folks with knee or hip osteoarthritis, they had a 55% higher risk. Patients with non-knee or hip uh, osteoarthritis, a 42% higher risk for Parkinson's disease. 
So several factors involved. Uh, higher levels of pro-inflammatory cytokines, such as interleukin-6 and tumor necrosis factor alpha, contribute to cartilage breakdown, but also exacerbate the neuroinflammation in the brain. Uh, they also said, what you've got Parkinson's, I mean, if you've got osteoarthritis, you may not exercise as much. That, too, is a risk factor for Parkinson's. Physical activity can inhibit neurodegeneration, as we said earlier. And uh, finally, uh, many patients with osteoarthritis have low levels of vitamin D, which can further raise the risk for Parkinson's disease. It turns out vitamin D can enhance the synthesis of dopamine in the brain. Uh, this vitamin may promote the expression of neurotrophic factor. That's like a miracle grow for your brain cells. And so uh, that may be part of the equation by which osteoarthritis and Parkinson's disease are related. 877-726-8255, our number. Happy Father's Day weekend to you. And uh, we've got another hour coming up for many of you. So stay with us. Call in. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Intelligent Medicine. 